Please don't push me, but y'all push B. Now we got dwellers from Cali to Flatbush B. Now they got heat on their feet that say press B. And now we so deep in the streets, y'all can't stress me. Can't curse me, then bless me. I'm crucifying my flesh, that's less me. SAT from preaching, can't test me. Atheists are now believing, that bless me. Yeah, we got the basement replacing any of those worldly pursuits that y'all chasing. Any of those trials and tests that y'all facing. Any of the relationships that y'all changing. We rearranging, making the shame shift. Giving Satan back what's his, that's the blame shift. Rise up and walk commands, that's the lame shift. Cheat codes for living this life, that's the game shift. All on Yeshua, man, the rest is manure, man. I'm dying daily, so I rise up a purer man. Pressing B daily, so my sins looking fewer, man. Washing the blood, so my sins down the sewer, man. Yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh. Yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Tim Ross. I just feel like saying it. I don't even know why. Yeah, no, it's good. I have no idea why I just said this like I said it. And so, um, but I did. And I'm so excited uh, that you are here. I want to give a shout out to all of the dwellers. Give a shout out to all of my B-siders. I hope you all uh, are doing well. Thank you for coming to the B-side of conversations, the B-side of culture, the B-side of chaos. We up in here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm super excited. Hey, listen, I'm so excited and delighted because uh, I am here with a young man uh, that I met several years ago. And he didn't even think I remembered him, which is hilarious. Um, uh, but I, but I do, and because uh, some people are just memorable like that. And um, uh, he has a pretty cool story and a really dope life. Like just in us vibing, I'm like very happy about where your life is right now. It's still in that stage where. Um, struggle. <laughs> I don't think it's struggle as much as finding out how much God wants to surprise us, right? And mm. and do stuff. So, um, I I what are y'all? Do? What's happening with the lights right now? Like <laughs> like this? <laughs> like it felt like it got dim. Then it felt like <laughs> y'all are giving Zach like a halo. Yeah, we're getting a dramatic. We were trying to get him right. Okay, okay. No, it's all good. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I didn't know what was happening. But I don't have to know what's happening. Does he look angelic now? He looks cute. He, he looks cute. <laughs> this is hilarious. Hey, listen, everybody. This is first time here, but it won't be his last. And uh, I just want to, uh, as we do with every one of our episodes, uh, I just want to have a convo. Uh, with a young man who I'm delighted to have here for the first time, uh, but not the last. And I'll let him get into all the stuff that he does. I'm not going to even try to put it in the intro. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, but not the last, I want to present to some and introduce to other. Zach Mears is in the building, everybody. Let's go! Let's get it. Let's go. Bro, I'm so happy you're here. 
I love it. Thank you so much for having me, man. Did you like that introduction? Have you been introduced it. like that before? Yeah, I love the studio audience. <laughs> it's just us. I, I like I like the way Ryan didn't clap for yeah. you at all. Ryan, Ryan is so is... deep in his text messages. He was like, "I came with this dude, and I don't feel the same way y'all do." That's how he he is so unbothered. Could you have a more uninterested oh, companion traveling oh, with you to it. a pod? I love. I didn't so mean to much. put you on blast like that, Ryan. Poor I love Ryan. you, bro. He's so stressed out all Ryan, the time. Ryan looked so. up from his phone like, "Huh? Did, <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> you, don't worry, you don't need to worry about anything for the next hour, Ryan. So. Ryan, just go take a nap. I got a room right over there. They Poor just guy. cleaned it. Just, just lay on the top cover. Don't get under the sheets. You'll be fine. This is great. I love it so much. <laughs> this might be the tone of this entire conversation. Yeah, I texted your team. I was like, can I bring a friend? He's an editor. <laughs> he's so excited to be here. And he's on his phone. <laughs> I'm going to spit my drink out. He's so excited to be here that he did not decide to clap. He, he texted me at 8 a.m. He was like, can I still come? To <laughs> <laughs> now he's clapping. Hey, that's a <laughs> And he gave a woo. Hey, that's, the, that's actually the best recovery ever. It's just to like do oh, it. Oh, man. I give you props That's for that. So Kudos. Zach. I love you, Ryan. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, I'm man. so grateful you're here, bro. Yeah. I was like, we're talking downstairs, and I was like, you don't remember me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's what everybody says. That's what everybody says, you remember me. You don't remember me, man. <laughs> so, and then I started to you give you receipts, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, like you wow. remember that? Wow. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um... <laughs> Bro, your first time on the basement, yeah. and but man, I just love your energy, and like the vibe that we even had over lunch, like that could have been the podcast, right? Like, I mean, I just know. the stuff we were talking about I know, uh, over lunch, and we can repeat all of that. I don't mind. I was about doing to say, it. I was like, I just need to be quiet during <laughs> lunch. I was like, I'm ruining it. No, I'm you're not. It. Not at all, bro. No, not at all. Uh, but I do, I do want um, you to just give us like context to who you are like and kind of yeah where you came from where you are now and then we can get into whatever you want to get into mm -hmm. origin story origin story absolutely yeah so. like like into the spider-verse star <laughs> yeah like yeah, I love let's it. start I love from the all. beginning <laughs> <laughs> right miles morales yeah. all right let's take it from the top <laughs> yeah <laughs> I got bit by a spider. <laughs> My uncle Ben died. Like, like <laughs> we got to start from the beginning. So, yes, origin story for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, my mom is originally from Afghanistan. Okay. Uh, my dad's from Iran. Okay. And they came here to America to live the American dream. Afghanistan yep. was fighting Russia. Mm, yes. And then during the Iranian Revolution, my dad came. Wow. And they came here. They met in Texas. And long story really short, my yeah. So so I, I'm sorry. Like before you make this long story short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm about to. Make like, it really long. <laughs> I'm about to stretch it out already. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I'm I'm too curious. That's my problem. So your mom met your dad here. Yes. So separately, they moved here. Yeah. From Afghanistan and Iran. Iran yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got yeah. it. 
And uh, my dad started an Italian restaurant of all places in Arlington, Texas. So I guess the ingredients are cheap. I'm not sure, actually. So this is wild. Like, yeah, he's just like pasta sauce. I could do that. Bread, wine. So, he comes from Iran yeah. to the United States of America and opens an Italian joint in Texas. Yeah, this yeah, dude I missed know. all the clues. I know this guy. This guy. <laughs> So that's fantastic. Uh, uh, so this is actually his watch. I actually recently found it. it oh, actually, awesome! It doesn't work. Uh, so I need to. But does it need to? <laughs> no. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying. I love it. I love, I love it. it. That's awesome, bro. Um, so they got married in this restaurant. Uh, years later, they had me. Mm -hmm. Had my brother. We're less than a year apart. Awesome. And uh, when I was one, my dad was locking up the doors, and he was walking to his car to come see us, his family. And as he was walking to his car, he got met by three masked men. Arlington, just, you know, 20 minutes away from here. And these men pulled out their guns. They shot my father six times and, and uh, you know, they, they killed him. So, yeah, <sighs> he was murdered. Wow. And I was one when that happened. And when you're one, you don't, I mean, you're watching Veggie Tales <laughs> and, like, you, you can't even talk yet. So, yeah. growing up, I knew there was something we, we knew like you're supposed to have a dad, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So one night me and my brother are upstairs. We hear our mom coming upstairs and me and my brother look at each other. We're like, are we in trouble again? Why does mom? She never comes upstairs. Yeah. So she comes upstairs into the room. She's fighting back tears and she goes on to say, uh, there's something I need to tell you. So I'm around eight. My brother's nine. She yeah. goes, you don't have a father. We're like, what are you talking about? She's like, you don't have a father. She just told me the story that I just told you. And for me, I was sad and embarrassed and yeah. I wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah. So I ran to magic because magic is one of the only art forms you could run to. That's all about secrets. Mm-hmm. My family's from, we would watch these specials, and I'm like, I want to do that for the rest of my life. Uh, today, my brother's a lawyer, <laughs> just to give you context. So <laughs> He had a different. So, well, kind of. We both lie. Uh, a, a little, I mean, kind of. Like, we're well, just kind of. How about we just say we keep stuff confidential? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah a, much better. <laughs> He's going to sue us. Um, <laughs> You'll probably win. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh yeah man one thing led to another and uh i always had a deck of cards in my hand middle school high school career and people started calling me the magic man and i met this man he was a magician um in high school as a sophomore in high school and he was a strong believer as well and we became friends and shortly after that he became my mentor wow and um long story really short he kind of shared me with the gospel and what jesus did for all of us and years later i started touring with him and we did the college circuit every single night. I would be backstage hearing him share the gospel. And um, yeah. And today I tour with my stage illusion show, doing a magic show for people, giving them a message of love, hope, grace, and redemption. So I use what I do and why I do it is just for a bigger purpose. Yeah. So, yeah. Dude. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, you dropped that on us, and then is it too early to not at all? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I I yeah. I just I just find it very interesting. So there, there's a there's a gap in my head between one years old and eight years old. Yeah, in your mom sharing this with you. Yeah. What is she saying or not saying? Yeah, that makes. Because clearly there's not a father ever between one and eight. Yeah. But what what made that moment for her to share it? Like, you don't have a father. It's like, well, there's been no man here since yeah. I could consciously remember. So was it was it almost like she, if she said it, it was then a reality? Like, what? what yeah. Okay. We didn't really know how to process it. Yeah. We just knew we were supposed to be sad. But how do you know you need something that you've never had when you never had something? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Um, That's good. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just remember, you know, growing up when I found out about the death of my father, you know, my family would always ask me what I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. And I'd often say, I want to go see dad. Mm. So they would take me to the place that my dad was buried. Mm -hmm. And uh, just, you know, they would tell me these stories about him. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they would tell me about the Italian restaurant. Uh, my uncles took over that restaurant. So it actually closed down in 2000 seven when the cowboys uh were building that jerry world yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. all the roads were yeah. closed down so yeah it was open till then but i would wow. always just go into that restaurant have the garlic bread mm -hmm. make ZT, mm -hmm. um you know have a glass of water or some coke if my mom let me and mm -hmm. um i would just always want to know more about my dad yeah for sure um because whether we have a bad relationship with our dad or a good one a piece of a father is always a piece of us and that's this watch. Like, this was his wedding day at that wow. Italian restaurant. Wow. Again, it doesn't work. I got to figure out the parts. Uh, so if you're a horologist, I think, <laughs> please, uh, DM me. So, um, yeah, man. So, we probably have one within the community. So you've just made a request that could get yeah. answered. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I, and it's part of me is like I, I've – you know, I've dealt with the story so much and yeah. I, I don't think there's ever, I think loss, you know, literal language often fails us. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, you for know, sure. Because yeah. our experiences are our experiences and when, when there's losses like that, especially a father. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think you could fully, you can have father figures. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. mentors. Yeah. They don't replace. But it's just not the same. Yeah, absolutely correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, so that was my upbringing, and me and my brother were really close. My mom, again, from Afghanistan, mm -hmm. you know, when she was in Afghanistan, she, you know, there was, school wasn't available for her, so she couldn't really, like, read or write, and, um, you know, when she came here, like, it was the American dream. It was all the mm -hmm. opportunities she did not get back at home, mm -hmm. and really for my father as well. Yeah. And my mom was a wonderful mother. Uh, my family you know, treated us as if dad was always there. They would always spoil us mm -hmm. probably even more. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> for know? sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, overall, like we just had a really great childhood and my family was always really supportive because 
for the first time they they saw me like love something like magic. Yeah. They're like, well, let's go to the yellow pages and see if there's a magician <laughs> like around the area. Right, right, right. And I, I found a couple magicians and they taught me the trick of the trade. Yeah. And it, that that's the thing about like even even my world, there's no really like college or university to right. go to. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a little fraternity. It really is. Yeah. It's it's the same way a disciple would find a rabbi. Mm. It's the same exact it hasn't changed. Yeah. So really like if you know, these kids, they would go to school and they would like learn Torah yeah. and Sefer. Yeah. And then if you're the best of the best, you would go to secondary school and memorize the rest of the scriptures. Right. And if you're the best of the best of the best, you know, a rabbi would tell you like, hey, I think you have what it takes to take on a rabbi's yoke. Yeah. And a yoke would essentially like, you know, be like who a rabbi is. Yeah, for sure. Their understanding and their... <clears throat> teaching and the way they interpret their scriptures and kid would go hey can i follow you yeah and then this rabbi would kind of test this kid and if you're the best of the best of the best you would follow this rabbi you would take on his yoke he would become a rabbi one day and take on more disciples it's the same way in magic that's wild dude i never even considered making that type of correlation yeah so secrets are 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 really deep yeah, and, it, and it's old. Yep, and it's handed down from generation to generation. Yep, and if you want to work with the best of the best, you have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, does this kid have what it takes? Mm-hmm. So I could give him these secrets. Mm-hmm. And every secret has a weight. Mm-hmm. So, does this guy trust you enough? Does this magician trust you enough to give you the secret? And you could follow him around for many, many years and become one of the best yeah wow my brain you just unlocked like six compartments in my brain (laughs) yeah it's just yeah the magic world is really fascinating man yeah all right so let let's let me deal with one of my compartments and then i'll ask you a question (laughs) One of my compartments that you just popped open that I didn't even know was in my brain until you popped it open was how do you feel about the 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 dudes or dudettes that like cover themselves up in like a one piece garment and expose the secrets? So um, they're dead. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, just kidding. I know who you're referring it to and they don't, they're no longer with us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So I, I think what you're referring to, like in the nineties, there was like this massive show on Fox called the mass magician mm-hmm. and he wore a mask and he would reveal secrets. Now those secrets are really old. Yeah. Uh, like if you were to bring out a really loud prop with, you know, these, beautiful girls wearing really loud attires yeah that just wouldn't work anymore so what he was revealing was really really old old uh magic yep that magicians magician has magic has evolved yeah absolutely correct so if there's like a magician out there today that's like revealing like david blaine secrets or copperfield secrets today gotcha that would become an issue but like the thing about secrets is that um so the magic world, secrets aren't protected. Mm. So we could cut this out, but like really the magic world is kind of run like the mafia. 
gotcha. a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. You just don't want to mess with the wrong guys. Understood. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, no, that makes perfect sense. Uh, so, because um, you know, you're messing with livelihood and tradition, yeah, and, and there has to be some frame of reference or some kind of order for secrets because yep. the government, you know. Uh, Secrets aren't aren't protected. They're not patented. They're not copyrighted. Right. You can't say, "Hey, this is my method." Right. Right. Um, there's a million ways to for you to pick a card and find the card. Right. 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 But if I'm finding your card a different way than the magician B, then whose trick is it? So right. Teller, Teller won his first uh, lawsuit a couple of years ago, where he patent or copyrighted or patented. I got to ask my brother about yeah. this. Um, that uh, he covered Thanks. it as a play. So he was like, it doesn't matter if you get to the method, but if it even looks like my masterpiece. Yep. Wow. And then, he won that case? Yeah, he won it. It was the first time ever. Interesting. And then Copperfield a couple years ago uh, paid a lot of money for basically Congress to recognize magic not as... <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. I don't know. Man. This is great. Yeah, this is it. unbelievable. That's when you know it's good. This is going to be the sneeziest episode ever. <laughs> That's when you know the podcast is good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so Copperfield paid? Yeah, he paid like Congress or lawyers a lot of money, and now uh, magic is being recognized as an art. But that doesn't necessarily mean like secrets are protected. Understood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's so, fascinating. So there's a group of guys you just don't want to mess with. Yeah, for you know, sure. Magic, and uh, if you do, then... Okay. Things happen. So. Yeah, no, no. It makes perfect. Listen, I get it. I'm telling you, I get it. All right, so so this is a question that I know as a believer you've been asked ad nauseum. Yeah. Uh, but to answer it here would be really, really um, insightful for some people um, that we have down in the basement that really want to be um, well-rounded in their approaches and philosophies around ministry and life and how to reach unbelievers. Yeah. So you say magic, right? And you've probably triggered. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry right, about that. Right, right. Yeah. You, you, you've probably <laughs> triggered every every African, uh, uh, everyone of African descent, everyone uh, who was born and raised uh, in South America. Yeah. Um, and every... Uh, Pentecostal believer that has ever grown up in a Pentecostal church, they, they're ready to rebuke, bind the entire episode and you and ask you to be delivered from your sorcery rays and being a warlock. So can you please? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I totally forgot about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like can you please break down for uh, us? Yeah the approach and the philosophy that you have around magic and how it has been advantageous to opening people's hearts to hear the gospel. Yeah. So let me just clarify. Magic isn't real. Magic <laughs> isn't real. I just want everybody to know That's that. a really good place to start. Uh, it's a really good place to start. Before you get start. canceled. Hey, yeah, exactly. Because uh, you did say magic and not sorcery. Yeah, yeah. The dude did not. I did not yeah. introduce yeah, Gargamel mirrors oh, here. Man. This is not. This is not Papa Smurf's yeah. arch nemesis. Gargamel's yeah. here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I got him in the basement. Oh man! 
Oh my gosh. So magic isn't real, mm-hmm. but the experience of of magic and beauty and what it gives you is very real to people. Um, so magic is just it's methods and it's tricks the same way that you learn how to play guitar. There's techniques and there's rhythms and there's uh, pacing and there's beats that you have to just kind of flush out over time. Mm-hmm. And really, it's a compliment when people are like, is it real? Because you want it to look real. You want the experience to be real, but you know it's fake. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's so often like we kind of lose wonder and awe yeah. just in our world. Like Very I, true. I have a one-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. and the way she sees the world is the way I want to see the world again. Yes. Oh, gosh. This is the benefit of having babies. <sighs> yeah, man. It's They can incredible. reset you if yeah. you let them. Yeah. Right? It's beautiful. And, and, and really, that's what my art form, if it's done well... Um, is supposed to do. Yeah, it's it's not supposed to be like a challenge or, hey, uh, I'm gonna grab your soul and <laughs> put it in somebody else. That like, that's not real, right? <laughs> like that's not. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, oh if someone goodness. wants to go there, yeah. they can present it that way. Right, right, right. right? Yeah, but it's not real, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> That's the thing. I so. love that you keep driving this yeah. home with it's not real. By the way, did I say it's not? So yeah, man. Oh. Um, so yeah, and and really kind of like as far as like ministry goes, like a lot of churches bring me in, and really like I tell people, listen, I'm not a pastor or mm-hmm. a youth pastor or a overly educated. Man, I do a freaking magic show. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's what I do. Right. Um, and oh, but man. like however, like I am mm-hmm. and, and and you are, and we're all just witnesses to our own experiences. And really what I do as an art form is it brings people in that would never step. This isn't for people that go to church every single week then really want to dive in deep into theology all it is is for that person that's struggling or the person that hasn't gone to church or has issues with the church it's like a one-hour experience where they could come in yeah for the first time in maybe years yep and come see a really cool magic show and hear the gospel for the very first time yeah it's good. really it yeah, you know it's it's as simple as that, man. Yeah, uh, it's it's not like bait and switch. Yeah, it's like this is a really and then also like outside of the four walls of the church, like we rent out theaters and like I'm not a Christian magician. I'm just a I'm just a magician mm-hmm. that happens to be a Christian. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, so people come in all the time and it's like, hey, you're like a clean magician like you don't like there's something about you that's different that's all i want yeah and then you know they could follow me around or you know go to church or like i'd love to have those conversations but really it's just it's just like an easy way for people to come and just like be in my space yeah it's really good so that's it i i I really do one one of the things that i've loved about um the art form um from your mentor and yourself Mm -hmm. is that your approach to it um, has always been disarming, right? You, you yeah. Like, 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 magic disarms people yeah. because they, they, we, we all have that childlike part of us that wants to be enchanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to the point, like you said, we know this isn't real. Yeah. 
but we want to be enchanted and we actually give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to be tricked. Yeah. Right? Like, like you yeah. know what I mean? I don't want to pay attention that hard. Yeah. I want to be wowed. It's like right? going like, into a haunted house. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. know you're going to be fine. <laughs> right, exactly. Jason's not in here. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Freddy Krueger yeah. is not in <laughs> Disneyland's yeah. haunted house. Yeah, exactly. He's not. You, you know you're going to be, but you want to be scared. Yeah, yeah. That's you want to be booed. You want to be, yeah. You don't want to be bludgeoned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which are two yeah, totally yeah. different things. Yeah, so like really, you know, it's it's been a really interesting journey because like from my father and becoming a magician and finding a mentor that happens to be a Christian and just touring with them and doing what I'm doing today. Like I was even telling you downstairs, like, I don't know where I'm at in my career. Right. Right. I have this thing that I love Mm -hmm. that I enjoy presenting to people Mm -hmm. and I'm a follower of Jesus and I, I just don't know what the season looks like, you know, because it's something that you kind of, touched on probably a couple of podcasts ago i think it was a clip but you're like one foot i don't know i don't want to put words in your mouth you said something like one foot is you in the church like speaking Mm -hmm. one is like outside of the four walls yeah doing this thing absolutely something like that Yeah, yeah 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 i'm there yeah 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 okay yeah i got you i'm there yeah and i don't know what that looks like yeah so I just have this thing that I'm doing. Yeah. And people come to it and they seem to enjoy it. Yeah. And it's unformulated right now. Gotcha. It's just a season that's just like, I don't know where it's going. And it's really exciting. Okay. that yeah. and, and it excites me. Yeah. All right. So you've given me a good visual with the one foot in, what foot out. Let me ask you um, uh, if you're not opposed to answering this question. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Let, let me ask you, um, do you do you feel like you're straddling does it feel like i'm straddled i'm one foot in one foot out and i feel split yeah um i think it's more like i feel like i could do present it i could present things in the way i wanted like to present mm like it's unfiltered mm-hmm. and it's art mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the elders sometimes in the back. <laughs> like, that's that's right in the paycheck. Like yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't yeah, you know, don't say that or don't do that or yeah. present it that way. So it's been it's been um, you know, it, it's it's been in a way of like, I just want to flush this out. Yeah. Um I don't know if straddling is maybe the right word because i like or maybe i don't know what it means when you say when you say it that way uh-oh he's sleeping <laughs> <I> <laughs> he's different that. i love that kid that little kid is different <laughs> i love ryan he's different um but yeah man i mean I, I i just like i'm in my studio every day just like dreaming yeah and like Dreaming about what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's what if you could do this? Yeah. It all starts with like what if. Yeah. And then you just create. Yeah. That's it. Okay, so um I don't know if that answers your it question. It does. It does answer my question. I'll I'll tell you where I am as of today. Yeah. I just I can I ask you questions after this? Of, co- <laughs> of course you can. So much. <laughs> 
Can ask me I'm all the questions. So curious, <laughs> man. I just you're one of my like. You're probably. By the way, I can I just say something. You are the best speaker. I've ever heard. Oh man, thank you. Can, could I just say that? Like I, I was before I came. I was I forgot the address, so I on my email I just like Tim Ross, and I had all these emails I sent to myself of your sermons in the past, and you've been so instrumental in in my life, man. And like in my mind, like you know when you would have guest speakers and stuff, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. when they said Tim Ross, I just get so excited. Oh, thank Dude. you, man. So I'm sorry to cut you off. No, thank you, yeah, Zach. That yeah. means a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so here's where I am as of right now. If you were to ask me this question March of this year, my question would have been very similar to yours, right? Mm. One foot in, one foot out, how to balance the two. Yeah. Um, as of this day <laughs> in mm. December of 2023, still the same calendar year, both of my feet are out mm. of the church and squarely in the world when I am podcasting, when I am doing comedy, when I am uh, talking to people. Because mm. we, were, we, we were told to go into the world and make disciples. Yeah. Right? And so my feet are firmly in the world. Mm. Both feet firmly in the world. In the world and not of it. Right? Mm. With, with, the, with trying to be a light. And then um, when I'm in the church, both of my feet are squarely in the church and I code switch and mm. I preach my sermon and give them the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I, I'm so happy that I only have to do it at like five churches yeah. and not 25 churches and fly 100,000 miles around the country. Um, I, I am so grateful uh, that... I occupy the majority of my time sitting on a couch talking to people about how to navigate through life. Have people questioned that in the church? Like, hey, what's going on with Tim? Why is he doing this? Has that been? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because think about it. I've been preaching for just shy of 28 years. Mm-hmm. And so for the last almost 28 years, well, I'll say 27 because I made the, the transition in January. Mm -hmm. um, for the last 26, 27 years, the only thing I've been is a preacher. That's all mm. I've been. And I've loved, I've loved being a preacher. Mm. Um, uh, I'm so nervous for that because yeah, of that yeah, table. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want you to get it because yeah, I don't want you to wear it. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, um, uh, so, so I, so I completely understand them. Like mm. I understand how if you've if you've heard me talk for 26, 27 years, and mm. then you, I'm sorry, heard me preach standing up preaching for 26, 27 years, then all of a sudden you hear me sitting down talking and the way I talk is so drastically different than the way I preach. It's like bilingual. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You have yeah, one yeah. language and you have a different... Yeah, yeah. so so I, I, I could empathize with the reaction I got. Like I wasn't like, can't believe y'all are acting this way. Like I actually get it. Like I'm mm. like... And as they were grieving, like 
whatever disappointments and expectations or perceptions they had of me, I was actually grieving too. Because mm. I was grieving the familiarity I had just doing like church speak, like mm. sermons. Like, you know what I mean? Because we weren't having, when I do a sermon, I'm not having a conversation with you. Yeah. I'm preaching. It's a monologue. Yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah it's there's no dialogue. It's not like point one. Be more like Jesus. Yeah. Any questions? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess I'm that good of a communicator. Point two. Right? Like, no. Like, it's it's a monologue. You say man or hey man, right? One of the two, right? But at the end, I'm done and take it or leave it. Notes or no notes. Like, I'm done. But when you're the ebb and flow of a conversation is different. The texture and the nuance of a conversation is different. The emotions in a dialogue exchange are so different. Mm. And so people were getting triggered left and right and shocked left and right. And I can't believe he said this and I can't believe he said that. I can't believe he said this like that. And so um, that came in waves this year. And then I just realized that it's going to take some time for the people that don't like that side of me to say goodbye to me, mm. right? Like it's just not going to fit them anymore. And so they need time to say goodbye. And and for some of them, it, it, it's a grievous thing to do. Like, man, that kind of sucks. I like them a lot. I just can't hang with the guy now. And for others... They're like, oh, I like this version of Tim so much better. Mm. Like, oh, God. I mean, I liked you as a, I, I, I've literally heard people say, I liked you as a preacher, bro, but I really like you as a podcaster. There's just layers you've peeled back, like from seeing you from, you know, being a preacher to just having this conversation. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I'm talking to Tim. You know what's yeah. funny? Because um, we had our daughter like a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. and she was born in. It was just hard to like get to the church we were going to. So my friend was like, Hey, Tim's church is only like 15 minutes away. So yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. So <sighs> after like three weeks, he made the announcement. You're like, Hey, by the way, I'm out. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> you came like the, I was like team the mid. Ten. You were like the yeah. mid of September and yeah, August, yeah, that's what, that's October, yeah, yeah, first yeah, week yeah, in October. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so anyway. Hey, by the way, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Not we're there. We're a team, Tim. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're 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 solely there because I loved you. Thank right? you. And Thank I'm you. sure like it's amazing now. Yeah. Uh, but you know we're making that car drive because yeah. I wanted to listen to you every. Yeah, week, yeah, yeah. And, I know, get it. Loved it. So yeah, man. So. Can I ask you one more? Bro, so like, yeah, this is... Okay, so... You're my guest. You but, can but, take it okay. wherever you want to go. But So, your your origins... You were a stand-up. Is Did stand-up help you become a communicator? Immensely. And, 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 I, and I was a rapper, too. Okay. So I started rapping when I was nine, started battle rapping at 13... So you're a rapper before you did stand up? Yes, I was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, and then when I was, tw I think I started doing stand up when I was 22, like formally. Started. People kept telling me I was funny. Yeah. And so I went and got a coach. 
Because comedians are kind of, I mean. You mentioned that. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What is it, like a comedy coach? Yeah, 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 for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in DFW, his name's Dean. Really? And, and this dude is like the, like low key, he's not a loud dude, but any like local Dallas comic, Dean probably, they probably went through Dean. And he'll just punch it up for you and be like, hey, this is too long. Well, too he, has, he has like a six week <clears throat> class that you take with him. Wow. And so you meet like every week for six weeks. And then your graduation is three minutes at the improv. It's almost like a recital. Wow. So you write all your jokes and then he tells you like, no, like he won't let you do poop jokes. He won't let you do body jokes. Like he's like, and you can't, if you're going to, and you can't be a dirty comic. Like he won't let you be dirty. Mm. He's like, you must learn clean. And then if you're great, you can be as dirty as you want. So you can't be a dirty Can't comic be a dirty comic. Or a Christian comic. You just have to be a comic. <laughs> yeah, he won't. <laughs> the dude is irreverential. Like, he doesn't give a damn. Like, like don't do it. Like, you know what I mean? So, 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 um, so every week I would go in there with my bits and he would be like, to your point, punch that up, mm. you, you know, edit this. Yeah. Um, it takes too long to get to your point. Like, just get to it. Just get to the funny. Like, I don't, nobody wants to hear this whole setup. Now, I'm a storyteller. Yeah. So that's my natural default. So he taught me how to write jokes, yeah. but I'm not a joke teller. Right. So, but in the same way, what he gave me, the, by going, by forcing myself to do something that's not my natural bent, I did learn how to get to the funny. How to have my premise and my setup and then my punch, mm. right? And my misdirection and all that. Now, in a in a season where I get to control how I want to do this, yeah, I'm taking all that I learned and I'm still just giving it through my stories. So I had all of that before preaching was like the thing that I knew. Oh, God definitely wants me to do that. Really? So, so yeah. So so preaching. And stand-up comedy, somebody's going to think this is sacrilegious. This is, I love it. I, they are about almost, happen, I love it. They are almost identical. <laughs> they are yeah. almost identical. There, I don't believe there are any two purer forms of communication than preaching and stand-up comedy. You got the voice and the mic in the audience. That's it. Bill Burr used to say, oh, yeah, he's doing that big... Uh, church show in houston <laughs> yeah he's got a church gig he does everything yeah 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 absolutely it's the same thing right you're building this rapport with your audience um uh there 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 is something that you want to bring to them all good comics bring tension to their mm-hmm. material right yeah all good preachers bring tension to their material it's it's so parallel. It is. I, I mean, it is literally, I don't know. There, it's not, I don't know. There are no two few, there, there are not two purer forms of communication wow. than the preaching of Jesus Christ and him crucified and doing stand-up comedy. Because you, you must enter both spaces with truth. In 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 preaching, you must enter with the truth. Yeah. 
which has who has a name and his name is Jesus, mm. right? It's not a doctrine or whatever. Mm. If you're going to preach, you must enter with the truth. If you're going to do comedy, you must enter with your truth. Mm. Or they're going to sniff you out. If you bomb, bomb with your truth. Which is a weird thing for a brown guy to say. So, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you do comedy. <laughs> you get comedy, just, right? So, but, yeah, but think about you're it. Right. <laughs> if, if, if it's going to be the worst set of your life, let it be based on your truth, the truth of how you see wow. the world. But, but if the, the worst time to bomb is when you go up there trying to give people what you think they want to hear it has to start within here it has to start with you so in the same way i can't get in the pulpit and tailor the message for what i think the people want to hear that would be completely disrespectful to the truth of jesus christ you don't tell the congregation what they want to hear you tell them the truth of jesus christ and in the same way when i when i do a, a comedy set i don't give a damn what your opinion about me or my material yep. is if you receive it great if you don't this is what i'm standing <laughs> on it you can boo me off the stage but you're booing me off with my truth mm. and i can i can sleep good at night knowing i gave you the my my perspective of the world yeah you don't have to receive it you know what's interesting too is the even the parallels of you getting to the place to like comedy, it's like open mics for years and years and years and years and years. It's you, true. You get bumped and you're yeah. working your way. That's and exactly in the right. Church, yeah. Like there's overseers. Oh, and like absolutely. You get two minutes here. That's exactly you right. The, you get to do a three minute uh, oversight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're transitioning so, to service. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like you're the mouge bouge for the main course. It takes at least four to five years to e you even getting comfortable in front of a group of people. I agree. I absolutely agree. And co comfortable with your voice, comfortable with your cadence. And finding your voice. Finding your voice. What is your thing? Absolutely. And then getting other voices out of your head. Yeah. Right? Because you're always inspired by the people that make you inspired to do what you do. And then, like, those people that inspired you, then you have to detox from them. Oh, yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. What, what? You, you are your mentors. That's you exactly are the people right. you like. That's even, exactly even, right. Even uh, like my mentor. Yeah. It took years to for me to find my voice. I'm sure there's preachers out there right now saying like there's so much without. E uh, that reminds me of Tim. Absolutely. That reminds me of Tim. Yeah. 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 Absolutely correct. Absolutely yeah. correct. Oh, I, I um uh, the 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 late uh, Carlton Pearson, mm. um, who was. Uh, very, very influential in the body of Christ for years and years and years, um, uh, uh, particularly uh, classical uh, Pentecostalism in, mm. in black, kind of black American churches. He, um, he saw me preach. Uh, uh, he just died recently. Uh, but a couple of years ago, he, he heard me preach. And he walks up to me and he goes, how come I've never heard of you? He said, that was the most masterful message I've heard in a long time. He said, and you know, I've been around <laughs> and yeah. I was like, so coming from him, it was already. And then he does this roll call and he goes, uh, I heard Miles Monroe. I heard Bishop Jakes. Mm. I heard Noel Jones. He said, and I heard you. 
Mm. And that's when you've crossed that line. Mm. When you've metabolized those that have inspired you, your mentors, and and somebody can recognize those impressions that have been left on you, but they still leave with you. Yeah. You'll always be a piece of your mentor. Absolutely correct. And how Absolutely do you take correct. that and become? Yourself. Yeah. That's the whole wow. thing, right? That's the whole that's thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Nobody. Like, that should I, be the name of the podcast. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. So so um, uh, uh, Bishop Noel Jones, um, I got exposed to this guy named Noel Jones when he was a pastor in Longview, Texas. Okay. Okay. He's this now in LA. Mentor? No, no, he's not my mentor. Oh, gotcha. I, but he was very, very inspirational to me. Mm. Um, very verbose, had this extensive vocabulary. Like anytime I heard him speak, I had to have a dictionary nearby because mm. he would purposely use words that nobody knew. Like, I'm like, okay, you're well read. We get it. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but I do short prayers at the, at the beginning of all my sermons. I don't do these long prayers they don't even last like five seconds mm. i'm like lord bless us now amen love it i got that from him oh great i still do it to this day mm. everybody thinks they, they actually call him hey uh we do tim ross prayers now mm. you actually do noah jones prayers because mm. that's who i got it from yeah. <laughs> right i've just been doing it longer mm. right they never heard him but that's who i got it from and then that became a part of me, and it's my, it's a part of what I do. Mm. But it didn't start with me. It started with him. Father God, bless us now. <laughs> Amen. Oh, man. But there's layers, too, yeah. right? Like, I wonder who, maybe he got it from someone else? Could have. Like, what are these layers yeah. that get you to where we're at now? Yep. And what our sons and daughters are going to do? In the future, that's we're right. all just building upon. That's it. right, and that's that's the rabbi, the discipleship, that all of it. Yeah. Greater work shall you do. Mm. That that's the way Jesus set it up. Yeah, right. That's what good mentors do. They're like, just pass me. Mm. I'm gonna give you everything I got. My ceiling is your floor. Now just pass me. Greater work shall you do. Not only do I expect it, I prophesy it. <laughs> mm. You're going to do it. It's not even like a, man, I hope you guys do greater than me because I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> he literally prophesies and says, you guys are going to do greater works. I'm mm. out. And that's a that's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, a, it's a very selfish mentor who wants to see their mentee stay beneath them. Mm. Yeah. I'm not even sure that's a mentor. That's probably just a dictator. Yeah, that's a that's a we all know someone like that. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. We all know someone. We like could all name someone like that. <laughs> Not just that we yeah. know, we can name them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so how uh so do you do you miss is there any part of you, like where what was the moment where you're like I don't know if passionate is the word, but like, I'm not as passionate about doing this as I once was. It's time to X, Y, and Z do this next thing, do this podcast. Like, no, that's not how it went. 
it's not. No, okay. no, no, no. So I got a prophetic word from my friend Charlotte Gamble, mm. uh, September of 2021, the, the the last Sunday of September 2021. And she gave a prophetic word, and I thought I understood it. Four days later, when, when I was in a hotel room in Tulsa, the Holy Spirit said, go listen to the word again. So mm. I go listen to the word again, and the only thing I keep hearing through that word is, your time as a lead pastor is coming to an end. So I thought I was getting fired. So I burst into tears. Mm. I'm like, am I getting fired? Did I do something wrong? Through a lot of prayer and a lot of conversations with Juliet and the elders, we realized, okay, the season is indeed coming to an end. So so by January of 22, we knew, okay, our time is up. Juliet was hoping, because that was at the end of, that was year six. So 22 was coming into year seven. Juliet was like, maybe we can make it to 10 years, which would have been 2025. Mm. That sounded too far away. So by January of 22, I'm thinking it's probably going to be September of 23, which is this year. Mm. Right. And so I'm like, maybe it'll be 2023. And then the Holy Spirit was like, you're both wrong. (laughs) It's December 31st of 2022. Right. So as the timeline goes, I get this word that my season's coming to an end as a lead pastor Um, in uh, September of 21, 22 is when he tells me who my successor is. Uh, May of 22 is when he tells me to do the podcast. Mm. July 6th of 22 is when the first podcast drops. August of 22 is when he tells me that this is my last year. Mm. September of 22 is when I tell the current is when I tell the staff. October of 22, you were at the service is when I told the congregation. Yeah. And then we have a 90 day transition until I'm a full time podcaster. Wow. So this was not my idea. The Lord told me to do the podcast. Wow. And so I do the podcast and to, I, I give you that sequence to answer this, answer your question. If you ask me, when did I feel like something changed? When I woke up January 1st of 2023. Because you're not getting emails complaining. No. No, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't get those anyway. <laughs> okay. Somebody got them. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't get them. I'm just saying they didn't come to me, right? <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Right? <laughs> so uh, same reason I don't read the, the comment section. That's all Huli. Huli in there. Mm. grinding it out with these jokers. Oh, so you don't read the comments? No, I do not. You read the comments. Wow. Every now and then I might see one and I may be like, hmm, interesting. You know what I mean? Uh, but I don't I don't I, lo- I don't do this whole scrolling thing through like, wonder what everybody said about me. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah, I, I can't like when someone like says something really rude. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I don't have my phone, but like he was like uh the last one was like, what's opposite of entertaining? Because that's what that was. And that was really funny to me. <laughs> like, that's funny. That's like a really, like, I'm genuinely, like, entertained. Dude, I'm the same way. I, <laughs> it, I, none of that stuff gets it, to me. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm like, every now and then somebody will say something just right or yeah. wrong, depending yeah. on how yeah, you yeah. look at it. And then, like, the nigga would jump out of me. Like street nigga Tim <laughs> comes to the forefront quick. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, hey, buddy, you can get two to the chest and one to the freaking head. 
you if you don't watch your mouth. Like, 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 you know, you know what I mean? Some people, it is. Some people get type that in and hit enter. You hey, dog. Kind of yo. <laughs> and here's here's what those people don't know. Um, uh, uh, IP addresses can turn into physical addresses. Oh yeah. In like six weeks, fam. Oh yeah. I can find somebody in India to get me. Get me your address in like six weeks, partner. Yeah, like you know what I mean. So like the, those type of those are very far and few in between. But every now and then they cross the line and this nigga jumps out of me. Oh my gosh! I can see Tim going on Fiverr.com and being like, "What are you searching for? Uh, someone to figure out Bro, this IP address." Hey, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I am crucified with Christ. It is no oh, longer I man. who lives, because if I live, that somebody's too. <laughs> Somebody's two cash apps away from being dead, fam. Like this is not. Y'all think I'm playing? This is. Not, I'm not even lying. Oh man, yeah, this is crazy. I know people that know people that don't know me. Yeah, that's how you get away with stuff. Yeah, yeah. You got to know people that know people that don't know you. Mm. Plausible deniability. I don't know. Yeah, heard he died on the bike. Have you read two that? days after he made that post? <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with me. He in Maryland. I'm in Texas. <laughs> I, would, I would recommend a book for that. It's called How to Disappear. There's a I'm, book called I'm not going to do it. It's for I'm magicians. A, I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I am going to keep my <laughs> flesh kidding. crucified, but I just think people, some people talk reckless and they, yeah, they've never been about a certain life. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So that's just weird. Yeah. I, I'm still weirded out by people like that. I'm like, man, yeah. them, them keyboard gangsters are. Unless it's like about family. Then obviously that would that would get to me. I think that's probably the only thing. Like, yeah, you, no, you, you yeah. Could, you could talk, you, but I don't. You can say whatever you want about me. I, yeah, I, I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. And I'm like you. Some of it is laughable. Yeah. Because be, because the majority of it is so wildly out of context. Yeah. That you just wind up laughing, like, bro, did you listen to ten seconds of this? Yeah. The like cussing. You, the cussing episode was entertaining to me. Oh well, that was a good one. Uh, that that was highly recommend it. It so. was it was entertaining to a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> whether they didn't like it or not. Yeah, they Sam, they Sam got to, me. <laughs> they were making <laughs> reaction videos and oh my goodness, calling me a false teacher <laughs> and all kind of stuff. And yeah, wow, man. But but yeah, it's been an adventure. Bro. But but here's what I would say: when you make vulnerability your life mm. and not just a moment, mm. the way you live is different. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have vulnerable. Like the majority of people have vulner, have a life with a few vulnerable moments. Like I just got vulnerable with them. I live there. Mm. Like the street they visit, I paid for the whole lot. Mm. Like, so, so my lifestyle is vulnerability. I don't have a moment. <laughs> what was it like growing up? Because like you were... Your brother was in a gang. Yes, my older okay, brother okay. founded remember, a gang. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he founded it. Yeah, he founded it. Jeez. Okay. I didn't know that part. Mm -hmm. What was your parents? So did you grow up with your parents? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What, what, They're still alive. What? So what? How, what happened? <laughs> what was? What was all that? Well, because like, here's the thing. Like, yeah. It's just fascinating to me. You operate at such a high level today like yep. having those cards dealt to you yep a lot of people would be like you're the younger brother right yeah i'm so, 10 years younger than my older brother so like you know 
most people would think I would think like, oh, you joined the gang with your brother and like. I did. Oh, you did. This is okay. a funny story. I, <laughs> okay. I, I was in his gang for seven days. What was like? <laughs> what What was it like growing up with your parents and that environment? Like, did, did you just know you needed to get out, or were you like, this is this is my lot? Well, this well, here here's what's interesting. My uh, the the way I always often describe it is that my parents were able to give us a a middle class lifestyle in the hood hmm. like they pulled it off somehow and it's miraculous to me but they were able to give us a middle class lifestyle in the hood so my dad worked for the u.s postal service for 33 years my mom worked for the lapd for 30 years mm-hmm. very stable jobs very stable people my, my mom and dad are are the pentecostal huxtables mm-hmm. my, my mom and daddy are the pentecostal cliff and claire huxtables Right. Mm. So salt of the earth people love them. They're amazing. Um, my older brother founded a gang. And so you uh, uh, and, and so they moved us 20 miles out from L.A. Right. Because like okay. it was like we got to get them away from that. Right. Yeah. But all the family still lived there. Mm. And we were there every weekend. And then I spent the summers with my godmother who lived in Watts to literally two houses down from grape street <laughs> right okay down the street from nickerson gardens like like some of the roughest places in la okay and so um uh, i never mentioned my dad uh, uh, i never mentioned my brother's gang affiliation in terms of what's set because i just don't want i still have that you know what i mean yeah. environmental trauma where it's like I don't need a nigga to run up on me and be like, oh, your, your brother was from where? Like, you know what I mean? I'm freaking 48. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't have that, right? So I, I never mentioned that. Um, so growing up was crazy because um, everybody on my dad's side of the family were Crips and everybody on my mom's side of the family were Bloods. So my father was killed by the Bloods. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. It was an initiation. And that's what happened. So, I don't mean to... But it's okay. No, I get it, bro. <laughs> yeah. And it makes me angry. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 dude. That's, that's, uh, let, can we take a moment right there? <laughs> I think we need one because something that I had to every day make a decision not to be a part of you know somebody what? decided to be a part of that and it cost your father his life yeah I mean you know what one of my goals is to do a magic show in that prison one day. Mm. So they were caught? Yeah, they're in jail. Yeah. Well, two of the three are. Okay. Um, Life sentences or? uh, Honestly, I don't know too many of the details. I know my aunt has to go every year to do the 
to parole to yeah, like probably yeah. keep him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, makes, don't yeah. let these niggas out. <laughs> Your aunt probably doesn't say that, yeah, but like, she probably honest, thinks it. Honestly, man, like, <laughs> they were kids. Of course, they, they were. were seventeen. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, they're totally different now. Yeah. Ima- imagine an initiation that cost that, re- that cost them their life. Yeah. They take a life for their own life to show allegiance. Yeah. To a block that nobody owns the title deed to. Yeah. For a color that was made in China. I mean, it it is. Um, Don't get me started. Yeah. And like part of that was like. My dad knew he was going to die. So he saved. So. Um, there was a server and he told him to go back in and my dad ran and this man is alive today because mm-hmm. he knew what was going to happen I often wonder what he was thinking about knowing that there's two kids at home yeah so yeah man yeah, is those little decisions and the unfortunately the environment that they were in that you know what's funny is like man their grandma they were living with was so sweet wow she's like an angel yeah so and grandmas can't compete with the acceptance that a gang I know a gang life offers. You know, I I got the only reason, and, and I, this is no cap, bro. The only reason why I wasn't a gangster was because of Charles Edward Ross. What are you? It's my daddy. Oh. My, I was in my brother's gang for seven days because he's an OG, because he's a founding member. Mm. I didn't have to get jumped in. Yeah. To the gang. I got walked on. I got walked onto the set. That's what they that's how you refer to it. So I got walked onto the set and it was like, Yeah, you wanna us now. Mm. And um seven days later, they walked me off the set. Cause they're like <laughs> This nigga keeps pumping out. <laughs> He's not ditching school. He ain't drinking. <laughs> he ain't smoking. <laughs> He's not he, one of us. He ain't one of us. He ain't trying to do no dirt. And I'm like, niggas, I'm scared of Charles. Like, I, I don't like. I don't know. Like, you talking about? Yeah. Are we going? Are you down for the set? And are you down to go ride on these niggas from this other set? And da 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 da. I'm like, I'm only down to ride my bike back home because yeah. my daddy will be looking for. So I know for a fact, if I was raised by a single mom, mm. she wouldn't have been able to compete. With the brotherhood, mm. I would have had right. Your dad from you need everybody needs their daddy, fam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, dad um, comes home. 
Yeah. 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 Dad comes home, every, dad comes the home. atmosphere <laughs> changes, man. <laughs> when daddy comes home, the atmosphere <laughs> changes. And so mm. so that's the only reason why I was on only in a gang um, that I'll never forget the time. I will never forget this as mm. long as I live. I, I, I was ditching summer school. Uh-oh. The fact that I had to do summer school lets you know I was not Uh-oh. inspired by school. <laughs> but I, I was ditching summer school, and I was, I was at the park. I was at Rim Grove Park. If you know, you know. I was at Rim Grove Park, and um, I saw my daddy's Oldsmobile cruising down the street. He was looking for me. Mm. And I knew I am dead when I get home. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm not going to live past this day, so I'm staying out. Because when I get home, I shall be Isaac crucified on the altar mm. of my dad's anger, right? Um, but that put the fear of God in me, fam. Mm. And I realized, like, this dude cares about me. He was pissing me off, but he cares about me. And my dad was the neighborhood dad because none of my homies had dads. Mm. I could do a roll call of, of the closest niggas I ran with. None of them had a daddy. Mm. Nobody else on my block had a black father. That was that was even in their life. Period. Mm. So so I I um th- that's how that's how I got out of being in the gang. But here's the thing: when you choose not to be in a gang, you're still in a gang because you can never get out. You're in the gang that's not in the gang. Which means Uh-oh. y'all are a gang, because <laughs> you're you're the one y'all have to band together now because you're part of the gang that chose not to be in the gang, and you have to have the same mentality of those that are in the gang, because the environment doesn't exempt you from what happens to everybody else that's in the hood. So I still got to watch what colors I'm uh, I'm going to school in because of the neighborhood that I live in. We would bring an extra change of clothes when we when we went to L.A. to f- visit all our family. We would bring an extra change of clothes just in case we wound up spontaneously going to my auntie's house, but that was on the blood side, and it would be like, "Oh, you got to change that." And my daddy would pop the trunk before we left this family member's house and was like, "Put this on instead." That way, when we get out of there, and we're talking about like parking going in the house. <laughs> Not like, okay, y'all go play in the street. Nah, we talking about in the house, back to the car. Like, nah, it was, it was, we played video games on the floor. That's how, that's how, that's pop, 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 the drive-bys and all that. The windows, you're below the yeah, windows. Yeah, we're below the windows. Wow. You hear shots fired, you don't run to the window. Mm. For two reasons. First of all, <laughs> you don't want to be shot. Yeah. Number two. When Popo comes, I have no idea. I just heard shots. If I heard those. Right? Wow. <laughs> Depending on what neighborhood you in. So it's a it's so I had no idea I had environmental trauma. Wow. I didn't even know that was a thing until I got into group therapy. Is that what got you into rapping? Was that are you hey, I gotta keep my mind out of all this let's try a new thing yeah sometimes yeah yeah it was and and rap back then because rap is 50 years old like mm-hmm. they, they're doing the 50th anniversary of hip-hop 50 years old i'm 48 mm. 
So rap is my is yeah. my cousin. That's like my big cousin. Mm. It, I was raised with rap. Like mm. that was the that was my language. Rap told me that I could speak articulately. Rap told me that. Mm. Like the rappers I listened to growing up, these were these were people that had read books. Mm. So we're talking KRS One, Big Daddy Kane, EPMD, uh, African Bombada, Curtis Blow, Grandmaster Flash, Grandmaster Cass, Fat Boys, Beastie Boys, Run DMC, Cool Modie, LL Cool J, Rakim, Aaron B, AG, Andre the Giant. Um, like I could just do a, a roll call on mm. all the people that I listened to growing up. Brand Nubian, um, uh, Professor X from the X Clan, um, yeah, like like like. Uh, Would he have like their cassette tapes? Uh huh. I had their Daz Effects. Um, Daz Effects were two English majors oh. that became rappers. Wow. So the whole Iggy. Yeah. They made that up. If you ever hear Iggy in a rhyme, they were the first ones with the Iggy stuff. <laughs> and they're they're smart people. Um oh, wow. their their wordplay was just immaculate. So I just started writing about the stuff that I saw growing up. I never did none of that dirt, mm. but I was around it. And so I've I've seen dead bodies. I've seen people get shot up. I've seen get people I've seen people get jumped, beat and wind up will you know in a wheelchair for the rest of their life like i've seen like very violent things like dark violent things mm. and though i never participated in any of it um i know that i have the potential to do that to protect mine mm. me my person my wife my kids um i have no problem taking a life if their life is on the line mm. point blank period mm. it wouldn't it, I, I I go to whatever trauma therapy I need to go to afterwards, but I will I will smoke a nigga where he stands mm. for Juliet, Nathan, and Noah. Point blank. Period. Mm. Charles and Maxine, I'm dropping bodies. Mm. I'll I'll deal with the re- repercussions afterwards. Same. It's not even a like. Yeah. That ain't even a thought. Yeah. If if it's if it's me kind of like your dad and if that's too sensitive to even make that comparison forgive me if it's me i might not make it you know what i mean it's a sacrifice if, if it's juliet mm. you would have it would have to be a sneak attack mm. because that thing is always on me mm. and if i have 0. 0.5 0. 0.2 0. 0.3 whatever the draw needs to be Mm. You taking one too, yeah. And if I get to line you up, you are asleep. Mm. <laughs> like I'm trained to put you to sleep. I'm trained for you to stop thinking about us. Yeah, that's what I'm trained for. Wow. I know this is probably a dark episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it's just it's just real life, fam. It's just yeah. real life. Like I'm trained yeah, to get your is... central nervous system to stop thinking about me. Yeah. It's interesting. Um you know, kind of like where I'm in my life right now. I'm 32. Mm-hmm. I have a family. Mm-hmm. I'm 
you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier today, but like what I want to know what it was like for you when you were my age or even younger having a family and traveling so much Mm -hmm. and trying to protect them, but also being away. Yeah. What was that like? And what were like the rules in place when you would travel and yeah. be away for an extended period of time? Cause I'm traveling so much doing my show. Uh-huh. I, so I remember, uh, Juliet was pregnant with Nathan. Mm-hmm. We have two boys, but Juliet's been pregnant five times. So we lost three. Um, uh, the, Juliet, uh, first baby, she surprised me. She just came off birth control and got pregnant. She knew I was ready to start a family. So she did it. It was sweet. Um, and then, um, uh, we waited the whole, you know, wait the three, uh, to the first trimester's over. And, um, before you announce it and we announced it and to our closest friends and, um, the very next checkup we went to, there's no heartbeat. And it was flipping devastating. It was like devastating. So, um, I'm like, okay. So that, and and the baby didn't naturally come out. So we had to do a DNC, which psychologically was just like, do we not believe God? this feels like an abortion, like, like all these different things. It was just very, very, very difficult. So, um, we get pregnant again. It's Nathan. And I think she's like five months pregnant with Nathan. And she stops at a gas station one night and, uh, she jumps out the car, puts the fuel nozzle into the car, starts pumping it, opens the door, driver's side door to jump back in the seat. And right when she's opening the door to jump back in the seat, a dude opens the passenger door and jumps in the seat. He's like, what's up, girl? You you good? Like, can I get your number? And she was like, this dude's in the car. Mm. My wife's five months pregnant. Like, can I get your number? And, and she was like, no, I'm married. I don't give an F. Just give me your number. I don't care. And so... It was only the grace of God that she kept her composure and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, she gets out of the car before the gas is done pumping. And she just starts walking towards. She paid with her debit card. Yeah. But she started walking towards the store like she had to pay going in. Mm. And the guy was walking with her. And she could tell by the time he started walking with her, this guy's this guy's inebriated. So they're walking. He's still trying to talk to her. And then she stops and he just keeps walking. And so she turns around, takes the fuel nozzle out, hooks it, gets in the car, drives off. So she comes home and tells me this, right? I have the most litty imagination of all time. I see everything in pictures, right? Mm. So she's telling me this story exactly how I'm telling it to you right now. And I'm on... I forgot, uh, uh, you know who it was at the time? Uh, Nancy Grace. Remember Nancy Grace? Like she was on some news. I think she was like on on MSNBC or CNN or something like that. You remember Nancy Grace? So she has some show and she was always always reporting on somebody that like their husband or spouse got murdered or 
went missing and they had to send the dogs into the woods to kind of like <laughs> search parties of trying to find. And Juliet's telling me this story and I'm on Nancy Grace crying. Like, mm. please help me find my wife. And I'm like, so I, I'm thinking the worst case scenario. I'm like, okay, babe, we're going to the gun store tomorrow because I got to get you a gun. She was like, I could never shoot anybody. I said, oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can, and you will, and I will teach you. Let's go. And so she had a strap the next day because I was not having it. Um, And so that was like so, like the thought of that, and obviously I went to the worst case scenario. could have been much worse, and, and people have gone through worse, but just the thought of it and being so helpless and out of control in that moment, and then it triggered my abandonment and my attachment issues and if something happens to Juliet, what happens to me? And I, it, it was it was a horrible time. Mm. But I just remember thinking to myself, like, yeah, I need to make sure, like, I need to make sure that I can pivot, like, and make sure my wife can hold her own. And then I just have to pray and leave it in God's hands because you're 32 uh, with a one and a half year old. So you started a little bit earlier than we did. We had been married about eight and a half years before we had our first child. Mm. I had I had Nate. I was 33 when Nathan was born. I was 35 when Noah was born. Mm. And so I actually liked and enjoyed having kids in my 30s rather than my 20s because we got married young. So I was 23. Uh. She was 20. So I'm happy that we waited as long as we did yeah. because it gave us time to figure each other out and figure ourselves out before we brought other humans yeah. into the world. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It would have been really weird to try to figure me out, her out, us out, and then this little alien mm. growing. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, I've I, I I've really enjoyed the 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 path and journey god took us on yeah to do what we did the way we did it and um yeah the travel i feel like god just graced juliet to hold down the fort while i went to go get our money (laughs) yeah um and uh and this is mostly churches at the time yeah this is all church stuff this is all ministry stuff and um um you know really i i would say March through October is like hunting season, right? That's when you go out and get it. You know, everything's going to start going inward in November and December. Mm -hmm. And New Year is like Vision Sunday and (laughs) all this stuff. You get your budgets back. (laughs) Right, you know what I mean? And (laughs) if your budgets got approved, and so you let that shake out February, you know, January, February, you get... So you, you try to save up enough between March and no yeah. March and October to last you November through February. Yeah. And you might pick up a couple here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hunting season is Yeah. It's interesting. In the States. Now, I in the in 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 Australia, December through February. Why do you go to Australia so much? Man is it God opens doors for some people. Is and it just like the church, like handful of churches that just? Oh, dude, really? It's my second. It's our second home. Really? I've been over thirty times in thirteen years. 
Really? Yeah, we just spent eight and a half weeks there. I was about to say because yeah. I, I know you've mentioned Australia a few times. Oh, dude. Okay, so let me tell really? you. Let me tell you what I love about Australia. Australia. Um, what I love about Australia is that it's a secular country. Mm. Like, there's no pretense of like this country was founded on godly principles. Yeah, it doesn't exist there. That's us. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and so, and so, there's no, there's no pretense that. we acknowledge God at all. Mm. So the people that give their life to Jesus in Australia, they meant it. Wow. Cause there's no God culture. There's no Christian culture. Yeah. So if you give your life to Jesus, like you really, really meant it. Cause you could have been at the beach. That's so interesting. It's, yeah. It really is like, like when you, when I'm sure it's harder to preach there. Cause it's like, who is this guy? Who is Tim? You know, yeah. Like when you go here, like you know, people love you. Like they, like part yeah. of it is like getting the uh, you know, the people on your side. Yeah, like you have to trust the messenger before you trust the message. Right, that for he sure. Has to give absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia, like I would imagine, it's just like who is this guy? No, it's easier oh, to preach there. It's easier really? to preach there. I, I prefer oh. preaching to Australia than anywhere in America, hands down. Really? Yeah, hands down. You wow. know why? I don't have to code switch over there. Again, there's no, there's no, they don't even know Christianese. They're just, they heard the gospel and gave their life to Jesus. They're like, whatever, mate. Mm. <laughs> wow. So, and, I, and I'm not saying that there's not pastors over there that come from two or three generations, but I'm telling you, when it comes to evangelism, mm. you are getting somebody that most likely has no point of reference. That's interesting, man. To Jesus. I only feel that way. I feel that way when I'm in New York. Yes. Great place. Yes, of course. And Europe. Ah, uh, yes, of yeah. course. Absolutely. It's just like that's, I could only imagine that's the feeling. If yeah. Like you're going to church because you're going to church. Yeah, absolutely. Like someone didn't yeah. make you go to church. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's like you really believe in this thing. And and what's interesting, yeah. what's interesting about, um, here, here's what's wild about like um, there's so many stats in America every year about like the youth don't want to like follow Jesus anymore and a million kids a year are turning away from their faith and they're not coming back and da 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 da. And I'm always thinking to myself, who the hell is reporting this? Then I'm like, oh, it's the old Baptist church that still thinks that if a woman <laughs> speaks, she's... Yeah. With the green carpet. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like like, like yeah. you're, you're going, oh, all of these churches that usually report or, or have reported traditionally for decades, like this many baptisms and this many salvations. Now they're not reporting as many baptisms and salvations. And so it looks mm. like nobody wants the gospel. Yeah, And man. I'm like, a whole bunch of people want the gospel. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, also, a whole bunch of people want the gospel. And I have proof. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's interesting that you say that, too, because like that old Baptist church, like, when was the last time we tried something different? Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, because often conversations are like, man, this worked 15 years ago or 20 years ago. Yeah. But yeah. It doesn't work. Years that was 15 years ago. Like, like <laughs> you, you know. think about it. 15 years ago. Let's see. This is the iPhone. 
something. Is that the it, yeah. the fourteen is nice out, one. right? The the fourteen is the most recent iPhone, right? Is, it is there a fifteen out? <laughs> the, so so we're at iPhone fifteen now. It's a big one. It's a big number. Yeah, I know it's double digits. If it's fifteen, if it is indeed fifteen, then here's what we know. Fifteen years ago was the first iPhone. iPhone fifteen. Okay. Yeah. So 15 years ago was the first iPhone. So let me tell you what the majority of the people had during that time. A Motorola Razor, a T-Mobile Sidekick, a BlackBerry, or a Nokia. Mm. 15 years ago. Yeah, I had the I had the Razor. And I had the Sidekick. Because yeah. I liked was the, it, the, was it the flip, the, the flip the, oh, thing with the so cordy cool. board as my... Oh, that was so I, great. I was, on, I was on that train. That's a good phone. If they still made that and it was as <laughs> oh, updated so as an iPhone, I'd probably have that right now. But think yeah. about it. That was that 15 was years long, ago. That was a long time ago, man. And it was a short time ago. And look how far we've yeah. come in technology. But yeah. we haven't come that far in church. You know, because um, you're a visionary. I am. That must have been tough sometimes. It was. When you came up with some ideas. It was. Some crazy ideas, some expensive ideas. It was. It <laughs> <What> was. <laughs> was that, uh, so it must be so freeing to you to be like, hey, y'all, let's just, you know what's, what I love is I love just, and that's why I like going to open mic nights. Yeah. Like the fact that you could just bomb. And it's okay. It is okay. I think oftentimes it's like, well, if we're spending this kind of money and we're doing this, like we're expecting X and Y and Z. And it's like, well, let's just do it. Yeah. And just see what happens. And see what happens. And it's okay if it fails. That's right. Give space for failure. Yeah, absolutely. Give space to just, you know, spend a portion of the budget because if it works, there, there was a great book called Experimental Bets. Hmm. And it's basically like if you do enough experimental stuff, one thing's going to hit, but 20 things will not. Are you willing to do the 19 things to reach to the 20? That's really even. good. So for you, like this must be very freeing to just kind of be. Yeah. Like like be. Yeah. And I was, at, I was at Stanford a couple of months ago, which I could never be at Stanford I had if I was a lead pastor. I had one show at Stanford, and I thought they were electric. <laughs> what? Uh, they, do you remember those electric uh, skateboards? It was beautiful yes. camp. Yes, I, I remember I, those. I, I thought that was a cool thing. And, and then a professor was throwing this like pillow to the students, and it was mm-hmm. like a microphone. It was the coolest thing. That and is, I, I was that like, is cool. This is so inspiring. This is so cool. Okay, I got to find. But you didn't this like picture. it though. It sounds like, <laughs> or you did. I did. Oh, you did like it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, for <laughs> <Okay>. sure. <laughs> All right, I gotta find. I gotta find this. Um, I know I took a picture of it. Where is it? Oh, come on, Stanford thing. Hold on. Oh, it's got to be in my pictures. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I love the iPhone and the fact that you can just type something in. And it stamped it for you, and it will show you Stanford University Booyah. Did you know you could do that? It, like your iPhone and your photos will recognize images. Like if you typed in "gun," it'll pull up all the pictures of guns that really? it had, that you have. You don't even got to look for wild. You put in cars. You put in oh, it's beautiful. 
All right, so uh, this was in the design department. They had 10 rules, okay? Uh, Immaculate Heart College Art Department rules. You ready? Mm. Rule number one, find a place you trust and then try trusting it for a while. Mm. Rule two, general duties of a student, pull everything out of your teacher, pull everything out of your fellow students. Rule number three, General duties of a teacher, pull everything out of your students. Rule number four, consider everything an experiment. Rule number five, be self-disciplined. This means finding someone wise or smart and choosing to follow them. To be disciplined is to follow in a good way. To be self-disciplined is to follow in a better way. Rule six, nothing is a mistake. There's no win and no fail. There's only make. Mm. Rule seven, the only rule is work. If you work, it will lead to something. It's the people who do all the work all the time who eventually catch on to things. Rule number eight, don't try to create and analyze at the same time. They're different processes. Wow. That's good. That's a good one. Rule nine, be happy whenever you can manage it. Uh, oh, be happy whenever you can manage it. Enjoy yourself. It's lighter than you think. Mm. Rule 10. We're all, uh, rule 10. We're breaking all of the rules, <laughs> mm-hmm. even our own rules. And how do we do that? By living plenty of room for X quantities. Mm. How great is it to give people. Oh, space? wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. There, there's a little. <laughs> There's a little blurb at the bottom. Helpful hints. Always be around. Come or go to everything. Always go to classes. Read anything you can get your hands on. Look at movies carefully, often. Save everything. It might come in handy later. Here's the last sentence. There should be new rules by next week. Hmm. Like, we... we I, I, you talk about like we haven't tried anything new in the church. We haven't tried anything new. Like the message is never going to change. Yeah, but but to still think that the that that like growth track is going to scale discipleship is asinine. Strategy could just change. Like one day I might. And I love growth track. I just want to yeah. say that. Yeah. For Chris Hodges and anybody else that might be. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying the people that think it's the holy grail, yeah. like the the way that our church is going, to, the X factor is growth track. Just go through these four weeks. Plug in, find your purpose, get involved. And get that. Man, stop playing. I don't know, man. Four I, weeks ain't going to do it, fam. <laughs> also have like ADD. I don't know if I could follow like <laughs> all that all the time. It's yeah, like yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. I mean, uh, that's beautiful. Like just giving people space to be like, hey, this was not a good idea. Yeah, we won't ever do it again. But yeah, now, now you know. Hey, we tried it though. Now you know. We tried it. Yeah, was it I, an expensive mistake? Absolutely. Yeah, it was. But it's it was. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk. Um, I read something with him yesterday. He's been. You know, since he introduced his cyber truck, he's got so much um 
there's so much angst and frustration around getting it out. So he's talking to investors and he was like, Hey, I'm going to just be, I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. Like we, we, I think they rolled off like a hundred trucks. There's a million people waiting for a truck. There's a million people that put a deposit on the truck. Mm. And he goes trying to bring this to market, right? They're trying to build, bend stainless steel. They cannot do it. at an inexpensive cost. Like, mm. it costs more to bend stainless steel and they can't do it in the way a production assembly line is going to scale the amount of trucks that need to be produced in a year. So they're like, he's like, it's going to be insanely hard and difficult to do what we set out to do. And yet we're going to try to do it anyway. I love that. Like, I was just... So a couple of weeks ago, I was creating a, an illusion for like a TV segment. And uh, my consultant was like, either make it beautiful or ugly. <laughs> and he, uh, and I then, love that. And then he was like, Elon, when he made the truck, when they first presented the design, he goes, it's not ugly enough. Wow. He goes, it's not ugly enough. He was like make it as ugly as we can because culture is like it's a nice car it's a beautiful car he was like it needs to be ugly and it needs to be the ugliest truck ever wow and that just always stuck with me when my consultant said it i was like oh make it beautiful or make it ugly you're not ready for this fam you are not ready for this I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot believe you said what you just said. And I'm about to read you what I'm about to read you. Oh, this is so good. Where is it? All right. This is Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. Mm. I took that verse a few years into me being a lead pastor. in the month of December and preached a message called Ugly Jesus. Mm. Wow. He's not the handsome dude on The Chosen. Mm. He's not Jimmy Cavazo. This guy was so regular, regular, he would have been overlooked. There was nothing about him, Scripture says. That was majestic or beautiful about his appearance. He wasn't even like decent looking. Wow. This dude would have, he would have had one of the most forgettable faces you have ever seen in your life. When he, when, when he emptied himself of glory, he didn't replace it with physical glory, mm. with physical beauty. He took it all off. He said, give me the ugliest form you can give me. I don't want no attention coming to me. 
Yeah, never heard that before. So when you say make it ugly, Jesus said it first. (laughs) Wow. I'll go, and I know I'm the seed of David, and I know he's handsome. Mm. Make me the antithesis of him. But don't be, don't be in between. Don't be in between. Either do this or this. But but ugly. But ugly. Mm. I'll take it. Wow. It's a temporary body anyway. Who cares? I'm not even there for that. I mean, think about it. All all through scripture, I mean, scripture the, yeah, always I tells mean, you when somebody's that, handsome. I and mean, they always tell you when somebody's ugly. They I tell mean, you Leah had a lazy eye. <laughs> but also culture. That's exactly right. Culture is on the other side of the spectrum. That's right. Spend billions. Oh, absolutely. To accelerate that process. That's ex- but he also, it's like, what is that? Yeah, what is that? What is that? Yeah. C- Cindy Crawford uh, uh, put a post, and she goes, um, I'm not supposed to be beautiful my entire life. I'm supposed to, I- I'm paraphrasing, but she's basically saying, like, I'm supposed to age. Mm. Like, I had a season of beauty, and, and y'all thought I was the finest, hottest, whatever, uh, according to American standards. <laughs> she was like, I got wrinkles now. Yeah. I'm freaking, I'm, I'm aging. Yeah. The hell you want me to do? You want me to go spend a hundred thousand dollars a year to to look like I'm not aging, but all I'm doing is looking like I'm not aging. I'm really aging. Dolly Parton. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so you want so you want a thirty year old face with eighty two year old hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you you know what? Man? What are we doing? Like, uh, that's. All those lines in like your natural beauty, mm-hmm. that all those things are the stories that you tell. And you said this a while ago, and I'm going to echo this. Uh, and my wife, me and my wife were listening to it in the car. And so I used to uh, straighten my hair. Yeah. Um, so I used to permit, reverse permit. Like, I just wanted straight hair. Yeah. Um, and then I heard, like, I started reading about and then listening to, like, the civil rights movement, how just people wanted to embrace their natural beauty. That's right. African Americans, they would just embrace their natural hair. And one of my favorite things to do is to just tell someone with African American hair that you're beautiful. Yeah. And ever since... I learned about that. Yeah. I never. Yeah, bro. I, you don't need it. No, you do not. You don't need that. Stuff. You don't need it, bro. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need it. And you have a gorgeous head of hair. Let's let's just be honest. <laughs> thanks. Your your parents well, collabed it, on giving you some great uh, hair. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the thing is like the culture. Like Hollywood has a certain style. That's right. That's 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, absolutely like correct. Baptist church. Yeah, absolutely correct. It's like the white blonde. Yep, absolutely. Hot girl. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And like now we have these avenues. Yeah. That's like no. Yeah. Like embrace what you have. That's right. Because the things that you think are ugly about yourself is the things most people will think is most beautiful. About absolutely you. correct. Absolutely correct. That's the thing. Yeah, it is. That's the thing. That's the podcast. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. So. Yeah, that that's the name of this podcast is That's the Thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. 
What is that? Is that's the thing? That's the thing. It's just a thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Oh man. Have uh yeah. I mean it's beautiful, man. It is beautiful. Even though it's ugly, it's beautiful. Uh-huh. That's what makes it beautiful. That's what makes it beautiful. Mm. And that's what made Jesus's earthly ministry so profound to the people around him. This dude's not like this charismatic, good-looking guy that's so attractive. Everybody's like, wow. It's the miracles that they're like, who the <laughs> That dude? Yeah. It's nothing about him. that He's ugly. Mm. Dude is ugly. Which makes his act that much more beautiful. Everything what he was doing. <laughs> Makes everything that he was doing so beautiful. It's coming from this ugly dude mm. that everybody would just walk by. Like, nobody was like, that guy's going to be somebody someday. Nobody's yeah. checking for this dude. Yeah. He just goes under the radar. Yeah. In his parents' house. Nobody's like, oh, Jesus. He's got, he's got, the, he's got the stuff. I promise you, he's, <laughs> he's going to be somebody someday. Nobody knew that dude was coming. Yeah. Which and, is wild. And it goes back to what we're saying, like, even in my art form. Yeah. Like, you had to prove yourself. He, right. He, nobody needed to, he went to them and right. said, hey, come follow me. Right. Revolutionary. Right. Different. Yeah. I'm just going to give you these secrets. Right. And there's no, nothing. so good. It's like, come all upon me who are weary yeah because my yoke is easy my burden is light yeah anybody could take on my job yeah yeah totally different upside down that that's that's um yeah that that's a whole so that's that could be a whole another hour just talking about that yeah hey I, i remember you saying you wanted to do a trick um i could uh, you guys want to see something? Yeah, that's what you said. You said it, bro. I didn't make it up. Do your kids you were like, I, "Were your kids want to see something?" I, I believe they would. Let me go get them. Um, you know what's funny is, uh, do we have uh So could I do something like? Do we have like a shot where we could kind of maybe see? Yeah, we'll do whatever we need to do. Everyone. Nathan. Hey, bro. You want to sit right here? This is going to be. All right, so. Uh, what's happening? Y'all come sit down real quick. All right, so. this You is can kinda... step over that, can't right. you? Yes. Yeah. Booyah. Oh, we're still live? Oh, yeah. We're, st- oh, okay. we're not live. Uh, oh, still recording. We're, we're recording. This um, is so this is kind of the thing I'm known for. Okay. It's a car trick. It's so. A car trick? Yeah. Are you sure this is safe? No, it's okay. You got like 40 knives in here. Yeah, hold on. It's a car trick. <laughs> Bruh, he keeps saying this is a car trick. Can, Yo, you hold, can you hold this? Nate, this dude got like 40, 40 knives in his bag. Hold on one second. So let me do this. Um, <laughs> putting right now. Can you? He still has more knives. No, it's a. Do you want one? No. no. no I think no. Good. Okay. Here, uh, let's do this. Let's kind of clear the way. Um. 
Where are the cards at? I don't know. You don't. Dude, oh, <laughs> put on a switchblade. Okay, hold on one second. Let me. Not uh, a portrait. Where are the cards at? I haven't seen one card My yet. Heart is hold racing. on. Um, you know what's funny is I don't think it's in. Any cards? Uh, yeah. Can you get that me part? those? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and get those. And can I show y'all something real quick? Here. Sorry about that. Can you, as we're going through this, can you think of a card, like a playing card, yes. in your mind? Don't say it out loud. Okay. You got it? Yeah. Okay. Um, here's the idea. It's kind of the thing I'm known for. Okay. 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 So what I want you to do is keep thinking about that card, and I want you to look at this deck of cards. You can see that they're all different, right? Uh-huh. Every single one is different? Uh-huh. Good. But you don't know where every single card is. You just kind of glazed at it, right? Okay, good. For the first time, what was the card in your head? Three of hearts. Three of hearts? Yes. Okay. Do you want that knife or do you want a different knife? Uh, I feel like this one was clearly chosen for me. So I'm you could change it if you want to. Now, please change it because a lot of people might think that's a trick knife. You like that one? Yeah. All right. So you, you want to pick that one up and put that one back? Is yeah, that what sure. You we'll do? do that one. So hold it like this. All right, put that one down. Is it okay if your son does this? Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to teach you the technique. Okay, three hearts. What you're going to do is you're going to, you're not using this table anymore, are you? No. Okay. <laughs> it's, so, it's a- so you're going to like stab and you're going to slowly pick up. So you're going to stab and you're going to slowly pick up. Now, just make sure it's more than one card. In less than 52. Okay. <laughs> Don't stab the whole right. thing. Is so you're going to go like that. Yeah. So you're going to stab and slowly pick up. All right. So go ahead and just hold it like that. And you're going to go ahead and just stab and slowly pick up. Okay. You said the three hearts? Yes. No! There you go. There's the name. Yo! Yo! Yeah. Yo! Yo! No. Hey. No. Do it again. No. There you go. Yo, I'm genuine. Am I genuinely tweaking right now? No. There you go. That's for you, man. You know what's funny? You talked about this earlier. So I actually created this trick because when I got married, uh, I when I was traveling, I told my wife I was yeah, like, baby, you yeah, can put yeah. The knife down. <laughs> this dude yeah. is like still holding it like. Hey, so I uh, I wanted to get something, and I was like, ah man, maybe not a gun, so let's get a knife. <laughs> I was like, I want a knife too. I was like, what kind of magic could I create? So I created this, and it's kind of the thing I'm known for now. So yeah, good job. How do you do that, by the way? How did he do it? How do you do that? Three hearts and with them yeah. like fifty knives in your back. I don't know. Hey, let me tell you what's so wild and disorienting. All these knives just keep coming out while you're saying, this is a card trick. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just so, it's such a great misdirection. (laughs) You know what's funny? This is a card trick. You you know what's funny is I got these from Walmart yesterday. This is a funny story. I just had all these knives in my cart. 
Did anybody, was anybody suspicious? Well, I wanted to do something else with your book, but it didn't come in time. So I was like, let's do the knife thing. That's going to be fun. And then, and then, uh, the self checkout, you got like the kids that are, um, you know, that are like, Hey, you're not 21 you're buying champagne or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Do all this. And he looks at it. He goes, Hey, um, I just have to like, he looks at all this. He's like. Um, are you 18? <laughs> and he looks at my knife. He goes, you're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. He's like, I don't know what you're about to do with all of these, but it's, it's past me. Like, I it, like, it. like I can't stop it anyway. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It. I'm leaving. It's all good. <laughs> Let me tell you what's wild about this trick that I just love is that Hector picks it. Uh-huh. You have him pick whatever card he wants you shuffle nathan has a knife but then he puts the knife down and noah picks it up yeah 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 that's wild you, fam you just knew where the three of hearts was right no no, no i think you did. you did no i think you did no you did i think your son is gonna be i don't know maybe he becomes a what magician one day right I, I just stabbed some cards yeah. that is <laughs> yeah there's a lot more where that came from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again. Here, let me just show you. Are we just, are we going to just keep, can we do it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Are All you right. kidding me right now? This okay. is like. All right. Let me show you. Um, actually, a lot of people might think this is like a, do you have your cards? I know we just stabbed these. Here, let me, let me show you. Um, yeah. Here you go. The fact that he keeps coming with a new deck. Yeah, this I didn't want to use like mine because a lot of people might think it's like trick or whatever. Um, all right, so here, can you uh, can you just take one, take one out? Yeah, take one. Out. Let me just get it from your camera. Go ahead. Yeah, actually, here you can see it. There you go. <laughs> the ace of spades. That's so boring. Are you sure? Everybody picks his aces. Okay, that's fine. Okay, no, are you sure? Okay, go ahead. All right, seven? Okay, cool. All right, so show it to everybody there. And you guys are brothers, right? Yeah. yeah. Take both of your hands out like this. Yeah, that's good. So we're going to take the seven. And uh, all right, let's see if I could get this. All right, we're going to take the seven. We're going to put it right here. Put your other hand on top. That's good, all right? This is my favorite card, all right? The three. All right, watch the three. I'm going to put it in your hand like this. Can you squeeze it? All right, now watch the shadow from the light, okay? Watch. Stop it. Mm -mm. Did you feel anything? Go ahead and open it up. Yeah. If this card is not a three, I'm genuinely going to be tweaking. (laughs) And I'm leaving. There's no way! What? (laughs) Dude. There's no way. Dude. Something isn't right. What is... Do you already... Where do you get these cards from? I could do this all day. What type of technology is in these cards? So, I'll teach you... I'll teach it to you. If you want me to. Sure, because I want to know. All right, so... You promise you won't tell anyone. You're about to say this in front of me. Thousands of people. Oh, uh, okay, but they could cut it out. Cool. Yeah, they could cut it out. Okay, so here we go. Are you? No one's still examining you. <laughs> oh, this right. is hilarious. Here, let's. 
Okay, so I'll show it to you in slow motion. And okay, you can keep that. Uh, so, <laughs> you can keep that, my guy. All right, so, it, so let's say the seven. Go ahead and put it somewhere in the middle. Okay, that's good. So let's say the seven. So I gave uh -huh. it to you like that. Yeah. Okay, so hold it like this. Uh -huh. All right, so put your hands just on your lap. Okay, so watch this. This is how it was done. Okay, so okay. now without looking at it, do you, I mean, what card is that? Are you sure? See, now I don't know. Okay. See, that's, it's just like double psychology, right? Okay. So like, it's just trying to get into your head just a little okay. bit. Okay. Seven. Then we had like a second card. So you got the seven, this is the six, seven and six. So the idea was I switched it without you looking now, without looking at it, huh? without looking at it, do you think the seven is on top or on bottom on top or on bottom? What do you think on top or on bottom? How do you switch it without well, knowing? Because, so do you think the, what was it? The seven of diamonds? Diamonds, yeah. yeah. So if I switched I it, that's basically, yeah. Go ahead and turn them both around. I cannot deal with you. It's something like that, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> show, show, show the babies. Show them, baby. Show the cards on that one. <laughs> yeah isn't that great so that's how the trick was done <laughs> isn't that great oh my goodness <laughs> I don't like you playing with my thoughts like this <laughs> um, what am I in the matrix what kind of electronic cards are these yeah that's essentially here what did you do um, is this like double-sided where you can peel it open and there's more cards under it? That's exactly what it is. How? Just peel it. How? Just peel it. <laughs> Bro, he Just cracked that. It. The thing had it was packaged. It it was it was um Okay, change it again then. Okay. All right, change so um here, can you actually I sh I showed the guy downstairs. Actually, I wonder if I should. All right. All right, if uh, if you were to name a card, okay, um, most people would say like the Ace of Spades or the Queen of Hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your card? What do you want? You say four, four, or actually, hold, hold on, hold on. Do it like this. So take your finger. Mm -hmm. All right, and then you're going to show it to the camera so the camera can see. Okay. I feel here. So go like this. And then just take one. Go ahead. And then show it to the camera. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Take it out. Show it to the camera. Seven of diamonds. Oh, well, don't tell me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're going to take it, but don't don't show it to me, but show it to the camera. Yeah, go ahead. And just tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, go ahead and take it out. Is that a different card? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and show it to everybody. You got it? All right, so. Hide it. Honestly, this is really how it's done. So go ahead and put it somewhere in the middle. Okay, so check it out. Just like that, that goes to the top, Stop your it. card. Is it the uh, three of diamonds? No? no? So these cards are marked. I never told you that. So the back of them are marked. So if you tear it like that, I know where your card is now. It's not the three of diamonds. And now I know it is the three. It was close, right? The three of spades. 
Isn't that cool? But here's the thing. Yeah, you could hold it. But here's the thing. If I wanted to redo it, like reverse time, I take the three, I tap, and it goes back to the three of diamonds. <laughs> and if that's the three, that mark card. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. Gosh, oh, shut, your, shut the door, fam. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's not double sided. Yeah. Show, I mean, you could you could try to try. Look, look, show oh, yeah. Show. <laughs> we keep forgetting the cameras are here. If I were to ask you to, are those are torn, right? Uh, can you take your, are you left handed or right handed? Uh, right-handed. All right. So take your right hand out and think of a number between one and 10. Squeeze them. Okay. You got it? Uh-huh. Seven? No. Six? Yeah. Okay. Now count to six. One, two, three, four, five, six. That was misdirection. Did you feel it inside? Mm-mm. 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 I'm weak. Bro, how did you do that? Uh, I was about to say something I was going to regret. In that actual... Holy... Yeah. And you could tear it again and then, yeah. And if you put it under your pillow tonight... (laughs) Not under your pillow. (laughs) Dude, that's wild. I told your team, I was like, how old is Tim's kids again? I'm scared. Now. I was like, I had like a magic kit for them, but I was like, ah, they're too old now. They don't care. I should, now I kind of regret not bringing it. So, <laughs> but I do have something for you though before we leave. Yeah. So that's it's that. a knife set. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> <laughs> it's my parting gift for everybody here. It's a knife set. Could you, could you, could you make that bag into a PS Five? A PS Five. He could probably transform that. That bag is into true. PS Five. That is true. Well, actually, I, I would do that, but a lot of people might think it's witchcraft on the uh, the audience, so I probably <laughs> shouldn't. I can, but can? The, uh, it's the audience. They're going to, like, come in and be like, We want to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Poor Julie is going to be, like, <laughs> having a block party in the comments. So, yeah, man. Do you enjoy that? You should come to one of my shows uh... and bring your friends. I'll pray about it. I'll seek God for counsel about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hilarious answer, bro. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've always seen this type of stuff on YouTube. I didn't know it was actually real. Uh, until it was actually in my hand. Uh... Do I see another knife trick? No. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Uh, yeah. That was interesting, yeah. to say the least. This card was just ripped a moment ago. Then it's back into a solid like it never ripped. I... What did you do to my brain? So I was actually going to do something with your dad's new book. but If I turn around and his cover is changed, I'm leaving the room. <laughs> okay. If I turn, I'm my head around, and this cover is changed. Right. 
I'm not coming back. Hey, can you? Okay, so last thing. Okay. Okay. Name any card. You got it. Mm-hmm. Check inside of your shoe. Which foot? Which one do you want it to be in? <laughs> <laughs> what curse did you put on this? <laughs> this house? Left or right, it doesn't matter. Which one do you want? Whatever you choose, it'll be there. What was going through your mind? This is going to be really bad in the comments. The thumbs up to thumbs down ratio up until this point will be. So left foot? Left foot? Left foot. And what's the card? You want me to say? Yeah, go ahead. You don't have to. uh, I think I said uh, four clubs. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just kidding. It's not there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to see Yo, how close I if, <laughs> if it was in there, I was legitimately going to freak out. <laughs> but that moment, that feeling is the best. It that's, is that, the best. That's why we get into yeah, it. Yeah, get. for sure. That was. <laughs> that's lucky kind of freaky. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Is this the first time you've seen magic tricks up close? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I just want to reiterate. So magic isn't real. Magic isn't real. It's magic isn't real. Magic isn't real. Magic isn't real. <laughs> magic isn't magic. Magic, 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 magic isn't real. Um, but it's kind of like a fun art form, you know? It is. So I'm going to leave you with a deck of cards. And I'll, uh, I'll send you guys like a couple things to if you want to do it on your friends. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. Now I'm overthinking. <laughs> what if I get this deck of cards and I open it and my face is on it? <laughs> wow. It, it, yeah, bro. You're you're you're, you're th- that's true. Now. He's reading Lord of the Rings right now, so <laughs> oh, is that what it is. That's right, probably what it is. Hey, appreciate you, man. <laughs> you got me. Is that fun? Isn't that fun? I'm freaked out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what we're gonna do with these knives now. So. <laughs> <laughs> It was when this small knife comes out, this personal one, (laughs) this hunter one. I'm like, that is just, that's just hilarious to me. Yeah, that's my personal one, actually. I love the knife one. Yeah, it's it's the knife one. So people call me like the knife guy now. Yeah. (laughs) In the industry. I love it. It's the thing that got me started. It's the thing that David Blaine reached out to me for. Like everybody kind of has their thing in the industry. And like he's on a motorcycle in LA and was like, Hey, uh, I heard you do this thing. Can you teach it to me for my upcoming special? I'm like, You're David Blaine. Yeah. And he, Dude, that's wild. Yeah, it, it's just like well, first it's like, how do you get my number? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm David Blaine. <laughs> like like exact like it's like you figure out who these people are. <laughs> is wild and then just one thing led to another i got to be an advisor for a special and it just kind of became it's yeah. funny because like your thing is never the thing you want it to be mm. it always looks way different like you want to be this guy or that guy and it like you just never know what resonates 
and it's like, no, you're this guy. Yo, the mar- it's I'm glad you said that, fam, because like the market actually tells you who you are. Yeah, I never wanted to do this. Yeah, I hate this. This is this is Jack Johnson singing banana pancakes for the eighth thousandth time. It just became it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You are going to be okay, right? Yeah, I'm going to just rethink my life experience and uh, what got me here to this moment today. Yeah. Yeah. I love your bracelets. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. I love them. I just, parents had it, just throw them on. I love them, bro. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Hey, uh, there. Uh, get, grab yourself a deck of cards as you, as you bounce too, man. So. Okay. Good job, Nate. I survived. You did. I See? Guess. Daddy wouldn't put you in danger. No, I know that. Totally not with these dozen, couple dozen knives right there. Well, uh, you were the so safe. Of, at the beginning of the podcast, they were like, um, this is just like, we need to get a new table. I was like, great, because I was going <laughs> to stab it. <laughs> so, uh, hey, and, uh, and, and I'm glad you stabbed it. Like, that was. Maybe that was the push to get a new table. <laughs> <laughs> the next podcast. Yeah, we just carved up this one. Yeah. Put Hector was here. And then we get a new table as a result of it. it. Bro, thank you so much. What a good your kids, man. My babies. Oh, just so good. Uh they let me tell you something. And you don't need to leave your house. I don't leave my house. You don't need to travel as much. My commute is upstairs, fam. You, you created it, man. You you didn't create it, but you're called to God knew you didn't want to travel yeah. as much as you did. Yeah. What a great family, man. You're so full. Thank you, man. House. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being here. Yeah, man. And thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. And um, just being so vulnerable about such sensitive aspects of your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, know, I know that's going to resonate with so many of our community that don't have a father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um yeah, and it's also going to resonate with so many creatives that mm. <laughs> are like, I think this dude just gave me permission, bro, to it's, be me. Yeah. Also, like, you know, the special that's coming out is the please last. talk. Please talk well, about. Well, this. I don't. I don't want to pitch it. Well, I you do. Should. Well, I should pitch it. Yeah, you should. You should pitch it. You should pitch it loud too. Ryan is gonna be. I got so Ryan's now paying attention. So if you enjoy, (laughs) he doesn't care about this introduction, but he cares about this outro. (laughs) Hey, uh, well, I was gonna say like about fathers and everything. I don't want to ruin the special, but if you like magic tricks, fake uh, magic tricks, um, you're gonna love this. But this is the last chapter of. I feel like this is kind of the last hurrah of what I want to talk about. Mm. What I talk about, my mm. father, because mm. I became a father. It was yeah. a new season. I, crea- yes. I, I created it as a a timestamp in my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could start creating this new thing. It was a way to close a book. Yeah. So December fourteenth, ticket. It's called Ticket for One, and it's a magic show, but it's bigger yeah. than a magic show. And um, and where will it be airing? I'm doing the YouTube thing. Like, you let's are. go. I just, I let's was like, get it. I was like, we could spend two years trying to sell this thing yeah. or let's just put it out, put it behind us and move on to the next thing. And yeah. That's, I, I just don't have the patience. To that's so awesome. Sit on it, so yeah. Where, where did, where did you film it? At the four day weekend venue in Dallas. I, don't, I haven't even heard of it. 
It's can you hand me my phone? Um, hey, when you when you do your comedy special, yeah, bro, it's the best venue, really. DFW area, and it's called the four day venue, four day weekend venue, four day weekend venue. Yeah, it's uh, let me let me show you like a full scale, or do you are you pulling up a picture? Yeah, make sure it's the one in Dallas. I think you have to like enable or. It used to be old church. Really? Yeah. And um sweet. How many does it seat? 120. Oh, that's perfect. And it's two balconies. It's that's great. perfect. It's great. 120. Talk about that's that's what you want in terms of intimacy. And what's it? It's called the four day weekend. It's not popping up. Four day weekend venue, Dallas. Four day weekend venue. Here, go to images. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. That is, are you kidding me, fam? That's gorgeous. Yeah. So we filled it up. We filmed it three times uh, to with a packed, well, kind of a packed house because we like fit like a 30 foot jib and like a yeah, ton yeah, of yeah. Like production. Yeah. So we filmed it twice and then we filmed it a third time without an audience. Tight shots nice and it turned out so well but yeah we just had to sell 120 tickets and they sold pretty fast and uh it's just it's the perfect venue man dude i'm so proud of you yeah man that's awesome well like you know old hollywood was like hey you need like a big deal and things like that but like i forget who it was but there was like a handful of guys i was like let's just self-produce this thing we're ready. It, this is 2023. Yeah. Not 1993. If you could think about it, you could create it. Just Absolutely correct. It. Absolutely and, correct. And be okay with it yeah. feeling. Yeah. You know, and yeah. th this was one of those things where I was just like, you know, this is the biggest financial investment I've ever had in my life. I was like, it's okay to fail. And, Bro. And my promise to me was I'm still going to let it out there. Yep into the world because like you just have to go through this first thing before you get to the next thing okay so let, let's talk about something else in addition to you just ha can't be afraid to fail you have to bet on you you have to yeah bro that's you got to push all the chips into the middle of the table and be like i bet on me mm -hmm. that's an important aspect of this i'd rather bet on me and fail mm. than to bet on a version of me and be successful yeah or be an investor in like a weird yeah like it's like bro no if you believe in yourself yeah i i remember um you know just loving what you do like i, I remember like old donna miller quote and it's been a lifelong quote of mine and he was like i've always hated jazz music <laughs> like i hate it and i was like i was in louisiana and i saw this man on the saxophone for 15 minutes straight and not one time did he ever open his eyes and i love jazz music wow and he goes sometimes you have to see someone love something mm. so you could love it yourself it's as if they are showing you the way selah selah that's beautiful. <sighs> Ticket for one. December 14th. Zach Mears. Mm -hmm. 
YouTube. For E. Rated E for everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Love you, bro. This Thank has so been, much. you have to come back to. I would love to. And then we have to go hit some comedy clubs. Yeah, open mics. Mm. I'm all about it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> wow. Mm. Hey, listen, y'all. If you couldn't get something out of this convo, what are you even doing? Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I love y'all. Until next time. Peace. <laughs> so press B with me and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh, yeah. So press B with me and let's let whatever gon' be just be. 